The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Well, some areas are experiencing a bit of a warm-up after about a week and a half of extreme cold. Enjoy it, but be careful. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, Wednesday of the third week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year B, Cycle 2. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the Memorial of St. Francis de Sales, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. He was born in 1567 and sent to Padua to study law. After receiving his doctorate, he returned home, and in due time, he told his parents he wanted to enter the priesthood. Francis was ordained and elected provost of the Diocese of Geneva, then a center for Calvinists. He set out to convert them by preaching and distributing little pamphlets that he wrote to explain true Catholic doctrine. He had remarkable success. At 35, he became Bishop of Geneva. He continued to preach, hear confessions, and catechize the children. Besides his two well-known books, The Introduction to the Devout Life and A Treatise on the Love of God, he wrote many pamphlets and carried on a vast correspondence. He collaborated with another saint, Jane Francis de Chantal, in the work of establishing the Sisters of the Visitation. St. Francis de Sales died in 1622. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I give you this day. I offer you now all of the good that I shall do, and I promise to accept for love of you all of the difficulty that I shall meet. Help me to conduct myself during this day in a manner pleasing to you. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that the Holy Spirit may help us to recognize the gift of different charisms within the Christian community and to discover the richness of different traditions and rituals in the Catholic Church. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. A sower went out to sow. Jesus, those first words of the parable rivet our attention, for we have often imagined heading out to work each morning, seated upon your immense shoulders, ready to help you as best we can, casting the seed to the right and to the left with abandon. How sobering are your next words. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, some seed fell among thorns. Jesus, you speak with sadness, about ground that refuses to accept the seed. And then how your eyes glow when you speak about those who offer good soil. And some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, yielding thirty, sixty, a hundredfold. 
Well, that's because this is not just ordinary seed. It is your divine word, that word of God that is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We can imagine that seed shouting out to us, Let me take root in your soul. I can transform you. If you allow me to sink deep roots, your life will be fruitful beyond your wildest dreams. Well, that gets our attention. After all, we are intensely interested in bearing much fruit. For that reason, we need to cultivate our soil with great care. We can identify three different steps to desire, to really listen, and to retain. It all begins with desire with passionate yearning for your word, Lord. Without the vision of life that you give me, my existence becomes insipid, flat. Then we have to learn how to really and truly listen, to focus, to concentrate. And for that to happen, we need interior silence. Just think of those wonderful words of Scripture. Be still and see that I am God. We desperately need a spirit of recollection in order to discover what really matters. It is so easy to be distracted, to drift into concerns that have no importance. How can we keep the soil of our soul free of clutter? We have to have high admission standards for whatever enters our interior. Think of how the clutter enters. So often, due to lots of noise. What we need is to enjoy, to love, silence. Pope Benedict said, Silence moves us away from superficiality and opens an inner space in the most intimate part of ourselves so that God can dwell there, so that his word remains in us, so that love for him takes root in our mind and in our heart and animates our life. So the first step is desiring. The second step is really listening. Then comes the great challenge, retaining. This is one of the great questions of our time. How much, if anything, will stick? We can take our cue from Abraham Lincoln. He wrote, I am slow to learn and slow to forget that which I have learned. My mind is like a steel plate, very hard to scratch anything on it. But once you get it there, it is almost impossible to rub it out. Well, that is something for us to aspire to. For example, when we do our spiritual reading, it is one thing to read, but another thing to concentrate, focus, take notes in such a way that we can remember that which we have read. The big enemy, of course, of retaining is what someone called permanent partial attention. So many people are afflicted with that syndrome now, basically because they are always distracted. There is a very helpful book called Deep Work. The main thesis is that the shift towards the shallow is exposing a massive opportunity 
for those who recognize the potential of resisting this trend and prioritizing depth, deep work. It is something we have to strive for, developing those powers of concentration, of focus, so that we can retain. The author says at one point, the best students understand the role that intensity plays in productivity. Therefore, they go out of their way to maximize their concentration, radically reducing the time required to prepare for tests or write papers, without diminishing the quality of the results. Intensity. Silence, concentration, focus, no distractions, no interruptions, no messaging, no music. The list goes on and on. In this same book, Deep Work, there's a wonderful story about a gentleman named Adam. Adam is a business owner who can be found at his synagogue at 6 a.m. on a weekday morning. He and his colleagues spend time each day studying the complex written traditions of rabbinic Judaism. Adam's goal is to decipher one Talmud page each day. He emphasizes the mental intensity of his morning ritual. He explains, I run a growing business, but deciphering one page of the Talmud each day is often the hardest brain strain I do. Thanks to this practice, I have noticed changes in my ability to think deeply. I have recently been making more highly creative insights in my business life. I am convinced it is related to this daily mental practice. This consistent strain has built my mental muscle. One final thought from this very helpful book. People who multitask all the time cannot filter out irrelevancy. They are chronically distracted. They just cannot keep on task. If every moment of potential boredom in your life is relieved with a quick glance at your smartphone, then your brain has likely been rewired to a point where it is not ready for deep work, even if you regularly schedule time to practice this concentration. Once you are wired for distraction, you crave it. During this time of prayer with you, Lord, considering silence, concentration, focus, really listening, perhaps some of us have been thinking about that classic consideration from Blaise Pascal from centuries ago, where he says very simply, all men's miseries derive from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. Mary, you can help us. You can help us in this quest for becoming souls of prayer, of recollection, of interior silence. We want that. We want to develop the capacity to sit in a quiet room alone and really and truly think and work deeply. We want to be able to do that which you did so beautifully. As we read in the Gospel, you kept all these things in your heart. We can imagine you pondering those words of the Archangel Gabriel, those mysterious words of Simeon in the temple, those words of Jesus when he was 12 years old in the temple. Teach us how to ponder 
to keep the important things in our heart in such a way that they sink really deep roots. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. And of course, you know that you'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Today's liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the Memorial of St. Francis de Sales, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org, in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving. And sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation, 
I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Wherever you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. Wherever you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. I will sing forever of your love, O Lord. Through all ages, my mouth will proclaim your truth. Of this I am sure, that your love lasts forever, that your truth is firmly established as the heavens. With my chosen one, I have made a covenant. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your dynasty forever and set up your throne through all ages. The heavens proclaim your wonders, O Lord. The assembly of your holy ones proclaims your truth. For who in the skies can compare with the Lord? Or who is like the Lord among the sons of God? A God to be feared in the council of the holy ones, great and dreadful to all around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is your equal? You are mighty, O Lord, and truth is your garment. It is you who rule the sea in its pride. It is you who still the surging of its waves. You crushed the monster Rahab and killed it, scattering your foes with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours, the world is yours. It is you who founded the earth and all it holds. It is you who created the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon shout with joy at your name. Yours is a mighty arm, O Lord. Your hand is strong, your right hand ready. Justice and right are the pillars of your throne. Love and truth walk in your presence. Happy the people who acclaim such a king, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who find their joy every day in your name, who make your justice the source of their bliss. For you, O Lord, are the glory of their strength. By your favor it is that our might is exalted, for our ruler is in the keeping of the Lord, our King in the keeping of the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Wherever you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. When the Son of God came into this world, he was born of David's line. When the Son of God came into this world, he was born of David's line. Of old you spoke in a vision. To your friends, the prophets, you said, I have set the crown on a warrior. I have exalted one chosen from the people. 
I have bound David my servant, and with my holy oil anointed him. My hand shall always be with him, and my arm shall make him strong. The enemy shall never outwit him, nor the evil man oppress him. I will beat down his foes before him and smite those who hate him. My truth and my love shall be with him. By my name his might shall be exalted. I will stretch out his hand to the sea, and his right hand as far as the river. He will say to me, You are my Father, my God, the rock who saves me. And I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. I will keep my love for him always, for him my covenant shall last. I will establish his dynasty forever, make his throne endure as the heavens. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. When the Son of God came into this world, he was born of David's line. Once for all, I swore to my servant David, his dynasty shall never fail. Once for all, I swore to my servant David, his dynasty shall never fail. If his sons forsake my law and refuse to walk as I decree, and if ever they violate my statutes, refusing to keep my commands, then I will punish their offenses with the rod. Then I will scourge them on account of their guilt. But I will never take back my love. My truth will never fail. I will never violate my covenant, nor go back on the word I have spoken. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness. I will never lie to David. His dynasty shall last forever. In my sight his throne is like the sun. Like the moon it shall endure forever a faithful witness in the skies. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was 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 in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, you anointed your servant Jesus with holy oil and raised him higher than all kings on the earth. In this you fulfilled the promise made to David's descendants and established a lasting covenant through your firstborn Son. Do not forget your holy covenant, so that we who are signed with the blood of your Son through the new sacrament of faith may sing of your mercies forever. Once for all I swore to my servant David, his His dynasty shall never fail. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the Book of Deuteronomy Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did in the land of Egypt before your very eyes, to Pharaoh and all his servants, and to all his land, the great testings your own eyes have seen, and those great signs and wonders. But not even at the present day has the Lord yet given you a mind to understand, or eyes to see, or ears to hear. I led you for forty years in the desert. Your clothes did not fall from you in tatters, nor your sandals from your feet. Bread was not your food, nor wine or beer your drink. Thus you should know that I, the Lord, am your God. You are all now standing before the Lord your God, 
your chiefs and judges, your elders and officials, and all of the men of Israel, together with your wives and children and the aliens who live in your camp, down to those who hew wood and draw water for you, that you may enter into the covenant of the Lord your God, which he concluded with you today under the sanction of a curse, so that he may now establish you as his people, and he may be your God, as he promised you, and as he swore to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But it is not with you alone that I am making this covenant, under the sanction of a curse. It is just as much with those who are not here among us today, as it is with those of us who are now here present before the Lord our God. You know in what surroundings we lived in the land of Egypt, and what we passed by in the nations we traversed. And you saw the loathsome idols of wood and stone, of gold and silver that they possessed. Let there be, then, no man or woman, no clan or tribe among you, who would now turn away their hearts from the Lord our God, to go and serve these pagan gods. Let there be no root that would bear such poison and wormwood among you. If any such person, upon hearing the words of this curse, should beguile himself into thinking that he can safely persist in his stubbornness of heart, as though to sweep away both the watered soil and the parched ground, the Lord will never consent to pardon him. Instead, the Lord's wrath and jealousy will flare up against that man, and every curse mentioned in this book will alight on him. The Lord will blot out his name from under the heavens and will single him out from all the tribes of Israel for doom, in keeping with all the curses of the covenant inscribed in this book of the law. Future generations, your own descendants who will rise up after you, as well as the foreigners who will come here from far-off lands, when they see the calamities of this land and the ills with which the Lord has smitten it, all its soil being nothing but sulfur and salt, a burnt-out waste, unsown and unfruitful, without a blade of grass, destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his furious wrath. They and all the nations will ask, Why has the Lord dealt thus with this land? Why this fierce outburst of wrath? And the answer will be, Because they forsook the covenant which the Lord, the God of their fathers, had made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt and they went and served other gods and adored them, gods whom they did not know and whom he had not let fall to their lot. That is why the Lord was angry with this land and brought on it all the imprecations listed in this book. In his furious wrath and tremendous anger, the Lord uprooted them from their soil and cast them out into a strange land where they are today. Both what is hidden and what has already been revealed concern us and our descendants forever, that we may carry out all the words of this law. For our sake, Christ was cursed, so that the blessing of Abraham might include the pagans. That That through faith we we might receive the promised Spirit. Spirit. God rescued us from the land of Egypt and set us free from the land of slavery. That That through through faith we We might might receive the promised Spirit. From the Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales, Bishop. When God the Creator made all things, He commanded the plants to bring forth fruit, each according to its own kind. He has likewise commanded Christians, who are the living plants of His Church, 
to bring forth the fruits of devotion, each one in accord with his character, his station, and his calling. I say that devotion must be practiced in different ways by the nobleman and by the working man, by the servant and by the prince, by the widow, by the unmarried girl, and by the married woman. But even this distinction is not sufficient, for the practice of devotion must be adapted to the strength, to the occupation, and to the duties of each one in particular. Tell me, please, my Philothea, whether it is proper for a bishop to want to lead a solitary life like a Carthusian, or for married people to be more concerned than a Capuchin about increasing their income, or for a working man to spend his whole day in church like a religious, or, on the other hand, for a religious to be constantly exposed like a bishop to all the events and circumstances that bear on the needs of our neighbor. Is not this sort of devotion ridiculous, unorganized, and intolerable? Yet this absurd error occurs very frequently, but in no way does true devotion, my Philothea, destroy anything at all. On the contrary, it perfects and fulfills all things. In fact, if it ever works against or is inimical to anyone's legitimate station and calling, then it is very definitely false devotion. The bee collects honey from the flowers in such a way as to do the least damage or destruction to them, and he leaves them whole, undamaged and fresh, just as he found them. True devotion does still better. Not only does it not injure any sort of calling or occupation, it even embellishes and enhances it. Moreover, just as every sort of gem cast in honey becomes brighter and more sparkling, each according to its color, so each person becomes more acceptable and fitting in his own vocation when he sets his vocation in the context of devotion. Through devotion, your family cares become more peaceful. Mutual love between husband and wife becomes more sincere. The service we owe to the prince becomes more faithful, and our work, no matter what it is, becomes more pleasant and agreeable. It is therefore an error and even a heresy to wish to exclude the exercise of devotion from military divisions, from the artisan shops, from the courts of princes, from family households. I acknowledge, my dear Philothea, that the type of devotion which is purely contemplative, monastic, and religious can certainly not be exercised in these sorts of stations and occupations. But besides this threefold type of devotion, there are many others fit for perfecting those who live in a secular state. Therefore, in whatever situations we happen to be, we can and we must aspire to the life of perfection. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other as God has forgiven you in Christ. Be, be imitators of God, God the Father, who, who loves you as his, his own dear children. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. Be, be imitators of God, God the Father, who loves you as his own dear children. O God, who for the salvation of souls willed that Bishop St. Francis de Sales became all things to all, graciously grant that, following his example, we may always display the gentleness of your charity in the service of our neighbor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
Amen. A parable and an explanation coming up in today's gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Wednesday, January 24, 2024, the Memorial of St. Francis de Sales. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells and explains the parable of the sower. It's from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He taught them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it had not much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. When the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seeds fell into good soil, and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, those who were about him with the twelve asked him concerning the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn again and be forgiven. Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word which is sown in them. And these, in like manner, are the ones sown upon rocky ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. Others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown upon the good soil 
are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Francis de Sales had a particular knack for differing with people but not making enemies out of them. That's something we should develop too. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 6, Special Feasts. St. Francis de Sales spent his entire priestly life in a tireless effort to keep his countrymen loyal to the Roman see. As a bishop, he was an outstanding model of the Good Shepherd to his priests and faithful. St. Francis gave good doctrine to souls by means of his indefatigable preaching and writing. The liturgy of today's Mass moves us to ask the Lord to help us to imitate St. Francis de Sales in love and service, bring us to share with him the glory of heaven. For this reason, let us meditate upon the virtues of cordiality and meekness of heart, which are so evident in the holy life of the Bishop of Geneva. He knew how to stand firm in the truth while at the same time maintaining friendships with people who had different beliefs. It is these virtues which make life in society amenable. According to St. Francis, meekness, temperance, integrity, and humility are virtues that must mark all our actions in life. We must always have on hand a good supply of these general virtues since we must use them almost constantly. These virtues are indispensable for the apostolate, family life, and all our friendships. Each and every day we meet all kinds of people in our work, on the street, through our friends and relatives. The fact that we struggle to be friends with everyone is very pleasing to our Lord. St. Thomas Aquinas points out that we need to exercise a special effort to give proper attention to human relationships in word as well as in deed. Our basic challenge is to make the sacrifices necessary so that life will be more pleasing for those around us. In this way, we will help others to reach the final homeland of heaven. Without a doubt, these virtues go completely against self-centered lifestyles. Our conversation should be warm and respectful, especially towards those with whom we live and work on a daily basis. As St. Francis takes care to warn us, those who appear in public as angels but are devils in their own homes greatly fail in this regard. Cordiality opens the doors to friendship and apostolate. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We pray with the whole church once again as we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give joy to your servant, Lord. To you I lift up my heart. Give joy to your servant, Lord. To you I lift up my heart. Turn your ear, O Lord, and give answer. For I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am faithful. Save the servant who trusts in you. 
You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I cry to you all the day long. Give joy to your servant, O Lord, for to you I lift up my soul. O Lord, you are good and forgiving, full of love to all who call. Give heed, O Lord, to my prayer and attend to the sound of my voice. In the day of distress I will call and surely you will reply. Among the gods there is none like you, O Lord, nor work to compare with yours. All the nations shall come to adore you and glorify your name, O Lord, for you are great and do marvelous deeds, you who alone are God. Show me, Lord, your way so that I may walk in your truth. Guide my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all my heart, and glorify your name forever. For your love to me has been great. You have saved me from the depths of the grave. The proud have risen against me. Ruthless men seek my life. To you they pay no heed. But you, God of mercy and compassion, Slow to anger, O Lord, abounding in love and truth. Turn and take pity on me. O give your strength to your servant and save your handmaid son. Show me a sign of your favor that my foes may see to their shame that you console me and give me your help. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God of mercy and goodness, when Christ called out to you in torment, you heard him and gave him victory over death because of his love for you. We already know the affection you have for us. Fill us with a greater love of your name, and we will proclaim you more boldly before men and happily lead them to celebrate your glory. Give joy to your servant, Lord. To you I lift up my heart. Blessed is the upright man who speaks the truth. Blessed is the upright man who speaks the truth. Hear, you who are far off, what I have done. You who are near, acknowledge my might. On Zion, sinners are in dread. Trembling grips the impious. Who of us can live with the consuming fire? Who of us can live with the everlasting flames? He who practices virtue and speaks honestly, who spurns what is gained by oppression, brushing his hands free of contact with a bribe, stopping his ears lest he hear of bloodshed, closing his eyes lest he look on evil. He shall dwell on the heights. His stronghold shall be the rocky fastness, his food and drink in steady supply. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Blessed is the upright man who speaks the truth. Let us celebrate with joy in the presence of our Lord and King. Let us celebrate with joy in the presence of our Lord and King. 
sing a new song to the Lord, for he has worked wonders. His right hand and his holy arm have brought salvation. The Lord has made known his salvation, has shown his justice to the nations. He has remembered his truth and love for the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Ring out your joy. Sing psalms to the Lord with the harp, with the sound of music, with trumpets, and the sound of the horn acclaim the King, the Lord. Let the sea and all within it thunder, the world and all its peoples. Let the rivers clap their hands and the hills ring out their joy. Rejoice at the presence of the Lord, for he comes to rule the earth. He will rule the world with justice and the peoples with fairness. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, you have revealed your justice to all nations. We stood condemned and you came to be judged in our place. Send your saving power on us, and when you come in glory, bring your mercy to those for whom you were condemned. Let us celebrate with joy in the presence of our Lord and King. A reading from the Book of Wisdom Simply I learn about wisdom, and ungrudgingly do I share. Her riches I do not hide away. For to men she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God, to whom the gifts they have from discipline commend them. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. With joyful praise let the church tell forth the the wisdom wisdom of the saints. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down His life for His sheep. Let us praise and thank Him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who for the salvation of souls willed that Bishop St. Francis de Sales became all things to all, graciously grant that, following his example, we may always display the gentleness of your charity in the service of our neighbor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you want to read some Francis de Sales, before you buy it, you can check out some free editions that are available online. It's well worth your time. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. Patrick Conley a bit later yet with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.